Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain TXP and today is the 15th of Feb 2023 and the inflation numbers are out. So the Bureau of Labor Statistics did announce the CPI numbers and unfortunately the inflation numbers have marginally gone up at 6.4%. So in today's episode, we'll definitely go and look at that. Now look guys, this is really unfortunate because it is possible that in the next meeting that Jerome Powell has, he might most likely increase the interest rate hike and that would have a negative impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And in yesterday's podcast, I did talk about the only website to look at so far as the inflation numbers are concerned. So in today's episode, we'll very briefly touch base on that. And unfortunately, because of that, the prices of Bitcoin did temporarily gone down. Now that thing being said, since the last 24 hours though, the price of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency market has crossed the $1 trillion mark. So when we start today's Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, we'll definitely go ahead and delve into the process of Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies and other protocol. Now regarding Paxos, we have some update as well. And looks like they have decided to burn 700 million Binance BUSCC, who did actually tweet that it is possible that in the near future, the market cap of Binance BUSD might be going down. So quite a lot to cover in today's episode. And Wall Circle was the one who did make a complaint to the New York State Department of Financial Services. The look as the war on stable coins is definitely in play. Now what happened in September of 2022, Binance did the exact same thing for Circle. Now looks like the US like the US government is definitely going after Binance BNB. Now later in the episode, I'm also going to be discussing some news regarding NFTs. Now regarding UAE, we have two news. And I'm going to be sharing my thoughts and opinions on that. The first one is about a China-backed blockchain called BSN Spartan. They have found a partner in Middle East. Now, really, I'm not sure what this news is all about because when you talk about blockchain protocol, it needs to be completely open source. So I'll go ahead and share my opinions and thoughts on that. And the second news is to do with an event taking place between the 5th and 6th of March called as Blockchain and Crypto Youth Summit. So I'll go ahead and give us some information regarding that. And looks like there are phenomenal speakers at that session. So a lot to cover guys in today's episode, so let's kick start right away. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, 
UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates, and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events, and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called Rise in the Obstacle Course Race. And Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get insights scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now, since you've taken care of that, let's look at the global cryptocurrency market. Now, ever since the inflation numbers were out, the prices of Bitcoin did actually go down, but the overall cryptocurrency market has pumped up. And as of now, if you look at the prices, the price of Bitcoin, Ethereum and Binance BNB is definitely looking green. But there is a very high possibility that over the weekend, the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies would go down. Now, as of today, the global cryptocurrency market has crossed the $1 trillion mark and it is at $1.03 trillion. 
Since the last 24 hours, it is up by 2.80%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours has also gone up at $58 billion. If you look at the total volume in DeFi, it is currently at $5.42 billion. The total value locked is still ridiculously low at $47.82 billion. If cryptocurrency has to gain momentum, the key metric to look at is the total value locked in DeFi protocols. Ideally, the total value locked when cryptocurrency market goes down should be pumping up. So this part of time, considering the fact that DeFi has been around for quite a number of years, the total value locked at this point of time should be well over the $100 billion mark. I'm talking about roughly $120 to $150 billion mark. I really am hoping that 2023 is the year when DeFi protocols do get some mainstream adoption. Now, unfortunately, $47.82 billion is ridiculously low and Lido is still dominating with 16.98% and $8.12 billion is locked in this protocol. MakerDAO is number second at $7.16 billion, Core Finance at $4.84 billion, Aave at $4.59 billion and finally Convex Finance at $4.08 billion. And if you look at DeFi, it accounts for 9.18% of the total cryptocurrency market 24-hour volume. Now look guys, whenever there is news such as SEC going after Kraken or the New York Department of Financial Services going after stable coins, and this is the time that DeFi should actually pick up momentum and Coin Bureau, who is if not one of the greatest educators in the YouTube space, did actually say exactly the same thing. Because these are moments when DeFi protocols should be picking up a lot of momentum. But unfortunately, that is not happening. Now let's discuss the volume of stablecoins. It is at $56.21 billion and it still accounts for a majority of the chunk of the total cryptocurrency market volume at 95.31%. Tether USDT is still leading the pack at $41.12 billion, followed by Circle USDC at $4.26 billion. And listen to this, guys. The volume of Binance USD has rocketed up by $10.08 billion. Now let's look at the market share, 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin's market cap is $429 billion and Ethereum's market cap is well below the 50% mark of Bitcoin's market cap and it is currently at $190 billion. The 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin is $27.4 billion, whereas Ethereum is on the verge of touching the $10 billion mark. It is at $9.4 billion. If you look at the dominance, it's pretty much the same. Bitcoin's dominance is 41.60%. Ethereum's dominance is at 18.50%. Now, later on, guys, when we talk about the inflation numbers and when Jerome Powell will be announcing the next interest rate hike, the date kind of coincides with Ethereum Shanghai upgrade as well. So we'll definitely touch base on that. And it could be possible that during the second and the third week of March, the 24-hour trading volume might be temporarily be shooting up. So definitely keep an eye on that. Now in today's episode, what I'm going to be discussing is the total value of assets in decentralized app smart contract. An ETH2 deposit contract is definitely an outlier with $24.72 billion dollars. But guys, I was a little bit surprised when I looked at the number of unique active wallets interacting with DAP smart contracts. It did show only 34. So I really am not sure if the number is not updated. Or is it possible that there are only 34 active wallets interacting with DAP smart contract? So far as E2 deposit smart contract is concerned, I really am not sure. The number second is Polygon proof of stake bridge at $4.01 billion dollars. 
Uniswap version 3 at $2.44 billion. And last week, guys, we did talk about some drama between Andreessen and Horowitz and looks like Uniswap is heavily controlled by a central entity. And CZ did actually tweet that Uniswap decision is unfortunately not in the hands of community, but in the hands of Andreessen Horowitz. So definitely not a good look, particularly when you talk about DeFi. And we as cryptocurrency enthusiasts do talk about centralization quite a lot. And unfortunately, it looks like the future of Uniswap's version 3's decision does heavily rely on a centralized entity that is Andreessen Horowitz. Now the number 4 so far as the value of assets in DAP smart contract is concerned is at Curve Finance at $2.33 billion and finally Autoshock Finance at $1.18 billion. Now guys, let's look at the king of all kings that is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is at $22,239 and since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 2.66%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 4.39%. Now look guys, if you're looking at the global cryptocurrency market, the top 10 does look green but it is very highly possible that over the weekend, this would definitely go down. Because what happened is, once the inflation numbers were out, the prices did actually fall down and it is very highly possible that because of that, people rushed in to buy cryptocurrencies. That is one of the reasons why the prices have gone up. So I really wouldn't be surprised that over the weekend, the prices of Bitcoin, Ethereum and Binance coin in particular will drastically go down. Now Ethereum is currently at $1,557. Since the last 24 hours, it is up by 4.39%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 6.55%. Binance BNB coin is at $296. Since the last 24 hours, it is up by 2.03%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 10.86%. Look guys, a massive news that took place earlier today, not just in the cryptocurrency world, but in the world of economics, is the inflation numbers. Now, unfortunately, the inflation number is up by 0.5%. So earlier today at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that the consumer price index did actually rise up by 6.4%. So if you look at the overall inflation numbers, it has unfortunately gone up to 6.4%. This is definitely not ideal. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is go to the website of Bureau of Labor Statistics. They break down each and every area in detail. One thing to note is that the piped gas service did actually rise to 6.7%. Now, unfortunately, guys, what's going to happen is Federal Reserve Board Chair Jerome Powell is going to take this very same data and the next interest rate hike, which is going to take place on the 22nd of March, there is a very high possibility that he might actually go ahead and increase the interest rate. Now, once that thing happens, I'm pretty much sure that the prices of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies would actually go down. Another thing to remember, which I did mention earlier, is that if you look at the date of the Federal Reserve Board's next announcement, it is on the 22nd of March, which kind of coincides with the schedule of Ethereum Shanghai upgrade. Now, based on my experience being in the cryptocurrency space, whenever there is a massive upgrade, a few days before or a week before, the prices of that particular coin tends to pump up. Just a day before, and I'm literally talking about 24 to 48 hours, the prices tends to fall down. So if I were you, I would definitely pay a lot of attention to two things that is the 24-hour trading volume and the volume of stable coins. Now, what are your thoughts? Will Ethereum be the biggest mover in mid-March to late March? 
I definitely do think so. And I'm definitely going to keep a very keen eye on Ethereum. Now, guys, let's discuss about Paxos. And in yesterday's episode, guys, we did discuss that the New York State Department of Financial Services has gone after Paxos. And guys, ever since Monday, Paxos, the issuer of $16 billion worth of Binance BUSD stablecoin, has burned more than $700 million worth of BUSD tokens. Now, what you can do is you can actually check how this thing works. So, Paxos Treasury Crypto Wallet has transferred $703 million worth of BUSD tokens to a burn address within 27 hours starting from Monday. Now, what we mean by burning address, this is something which I covered in the past as well. So, when you talk about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, your private key, which is connected to your public key, and your public key is connected to your public address. But in the world of cryptography, hashing algorithm, and mathematics, you can create a burning address, and this burning address does not have any private key. So essentially, if you send funds to this address, the funds are 100% gone, and there's absolutely no way on earth anyone could get these funds back. Now, if you go to the article provided by CoinDesk, you can actually see, because this data is taken by a data analytical firm called as Nansen, which shows that Baxos has been burning BUSD every few hours since Monday morning. So when you talk about Ethereum burning coins or Binance burning coin, it is essentially a smart way for managing your supply. But in this case, looks like it's going to negatively impact Binance BUSD. So once again, guys, what cryptocurrency and blockchain protocols can do is in order to cleverly manage the supply, they can send the funds to a burning address which does not have a private key. And one thing which I did mention a few weeks ago, could it be possible that once central bank digital currency kicks in, that central banks can cleverly manage inflation as well? So when you talk about excessive money printing, once central bank digital currencies are digitized, what central banks can do is they can take these funds out of the system by sending it to a public address that does not have a private key. Essentially, these coins are burned and it's taken out from the supply system. This is definitely unfortunate news for Binance. Now, there are also talk, and Bloomberg actually earlier reported that Circle might be the one who might be behind the drama between Paxos and Binance. Now, in the fall of 2022, Bloomberg did actually report that Circle did officially complain to New York State Department of Financial Services that the blockchain data showed that Binance did not have enough reserves to back up the BUSD tokens it had issued through Paxos and CZ at that point of time did actually acknowledge it as well and he did actually tweet that incoming FUD and at that point of time there was quite a lot of chaos in the Binance world as well and based on the article by Bloomberg it clearly states that Binance reportedly supported $1.7 billion worth of BUSD using collateral of only $100 million. This is an absolute no. But when this thing happened in the fall of 2022, Binance and CZ did give an explanation that the reason for the difference is purely because of timing and the cryptocurrency world did actually acknowledge it as well. But listen guys, there is a massive war going on among stable coins. And one thing which I did mention yesterday in my podcast as well, Binance in September of 2022 did a similar tactics against Circle. What happened essentially is all USDC was automatically converted into Binance USD and that did have a drastic impact on Circle USDC. Now look guys, in my Crypto & Coffee Day podcast, I do look at the volume of Tether. I do look at Circle USDC and Binance USD on a daily basis and I'm doing that for the past few years. 
And in 2022, I did actually notice that the volume of Circle USDC in the first six months was actually increasing. But since September, the volume of Circle USDC was going down and the volume of Binance USD was picking up. So it looks like the war between stable coins is definitely picking up pace. But my big question for you guys is, once central bank digital currency goes mainstream, which stablecoin issuer will lead the market? Or do we actually need stablecoins? And what happens to RippleNet and XRP? Why do you want to use XRP or RippleNet or stablecoins once central bank digital currency goes mainstream? So mention your thoughts and comments in the comment section below. Now, so far, central bank digital currency is concerned. On the 3rd of March, guys, I do have a session called Central Bank Digital Currencies, The Basics, the threats to freedom and its use case in the metaverse. So go to Eventbrite and check it out. Now let's discuss some news regarding NFTs. And the news is that Snoop Dogg has donated 22 NFTs to LA County Museum of Art. And if you go to the official Twitter account, which Snoop Dogg goes by a completely different name, and people are still speculating if it is actually Snoop Dogg. But nonetheless, what the tweet states is that he has donated 22 NFTs to Los Angeles, California-based museum and looks like they would be the very first to display the NFTs and a series of NFTs in the physical art gallery. Now, what are your thoughts? I definitely do think gets a lot of attention. But so far as the use case is concerned, I really am not sure if visitors will physically want to see the NFTs. But what if this museum gets into the metaverse? This is where the use case of NFTs takes a completely different picture using artificial intelligence. Now, could it be possible that in the metaverse, you'll be able to interact with these NFTs? Keeping all these things in mind, I definitely do think that this is an absolutely brilliant news. Now, guys, let's discuss two news regarding UAE. And the first news, guys, is about China-backed blockchain BSN, Spartan, and they have found a partner in Middle East. So let me try to give out some more information. If you want to go to the website, the foundation website, is www.bsn.foundation but unfortunately looks like the website is not working so the website is www.bsnfoundation which is spelled b for bravo s for sugar n for november.foundation and the other website is spartan.bsn.foundation now in the website they also have a 28 page white paper now i did read through the white paper and to be honest guys i wasn't too convinced regarding the white paper because the first nine to ten pages they just gave general pieces of information and later on, they did try to give out some specific pieces of information and it was a bit technical. But nonetheless, let me try to give out some information regarding what the news is. So the news is that Red Day Technology, the developer of China's BSN, has partnered with Singularity Innovation to extend its blockchain infrastructure services in the Middle East and Africa. Now let me try to give out some information regarding Singularity Innovation because I could not find the website but they are registered with DIFC, that is Dubai International Financial Center. If you go to the DIFC website, it does give out the information such as the company information. And they were registered or incorporated on the 28th of September 2021. And they have commercial license validity of license till 27th of September 2023. And there is a very high possibility that they might be renewing the license. But other than that, I could not get any information. If you do want to find out more information, go to the DIFC website, it does give out the director's name, the shareholder's name and quite a lot of other. So what I'm going to do guys is I'm going to send an email to the directors of this company 
and I'm going to see if I can get them on my podcast so I can get out some information regarding Singularity Innovation. And guys, so far as Red Day Technology is concerned, they were formed way back in 2014 and they are registered in Hong Kong. So it looks like they're definitely making a massive move into the Middle East. And Singularity Finance, a unit of Singularity Innovation, will also promote BSN Spartan Network in the collaboration. And BSN, guys, is a major state-backed digital infrastructure company aimed to develop a global infrastructure to deploy and operate all types of blockchain distributed application. And BSN aims to put China into leadership role in the blockchain industry. Now listen guys, I do have a little bit of problem with that because when you talk about blockchain protocol, it should not be to one specific region. The whole idea of using blockchain is that no country should have a dominance. It should be 100% distributed across the world. Now in theory, this sounds great. But in reality, I'm pretty much sure that would never happen. Now, the purpose of BSN Spartan Network is to build an easily accessible public IT network. And BSN Smart Network supports three public chains that is Ethereum, Cosmos, and Polygon Edge in non-crypto versions as well. And the Spartan Network is open source, anonymous, and free to participate in by establishing a Spartan Network data center locally or accessing an existing Spartan data center. All native cryptocurrencies are eliminated from these NC public chains and the gas consumption to execute transactions is calculated with fixed prices similar to the business model of a traditional cloud service. So essentially that is what the idea is and China has launched a state-backed research center, the National Blockchain Technology Innovation Center to explore blockchain's potential for industrial application and the center guys is tasked with researching blockchain technology for industrial applications and how it could be applied in the national economy. And as we know guys, China has had a love-hate relationship with cryptocurrencies and China did actually impose a blanket ban on all cryptocurrencies back in 2021 and earlier as well and has continued its anti-crypto space stance and the National Development and Reform Commission backs BSN and the partnership between Red Day Technology and Singularity Innovation aims to power international interoperable enterprise blockchain solutions in various fields, including global trade, supply chain, identity, carbon credits, and personal data management. And Singularity Innovations is a major fintech firm which is based in Dubai with a unit in the UAE. And I believe they also have an office in Egypt as well. Now, the Spartan Network is a version of distributed ledger technology designed for use in international markets but without support for cryptocurrencies and the Spartan White Paper states that the BSN Spartan Network is an NC public IT network while the NC stands for non-crypto. So I have three questions guys for you guys. What do you think is the purpose of BSN Spartan Network and which public chain does it support in its non-crypto version? It's going to be really interesting to know. The second question is what is the National Blockchain Technology Innovation Center and what exactly is its role in exploring blockchain technology for industrial applications in China, particularly the fact that they have been banning and they have a loving relationship with cryptocurrencies. And finally, guys, what are the fields that the partnership between Red Day Technology and Singularity Innovations aim to power with international interoperable enterprise blockchain solutions? I really, really am not sure. Now guys, let's discuss the second news and this is to do with an event taking place between the 5th and 6th of March. So the website to find out more information is blockchainyouthsummit.com and they are doing this session on the celebrity occasion of the 50th anniversary 
of Switzerland and United Arab Emirates diplomatic relations and this session takes place between the 5th and the 6th of March. So the Blockchain and Youth Summit is hosted with the support of the Embassy of Switzerland, the Swiss Business Council and the UAE and Carter Capital and during the last 50 years guys, Switzerland and the UAE has enjoyed a fantastic business relations which has given rise to so many successful companies and innovations and looks like the next 50 years will be driven by new technology and this is where blockchain technology kicks in as well as young entrepreneurs who could make this dream a reality and the blockchain and youth summit will facilitate connections between blockchain and youth-led companies and corporations, investors, regulators and media. World-class speakers and international business leaders will lead the thought-provoking panel, discussions as well as many networking and investment opportunities for startups and venture capital investors. Now look as if you're a startup or a business entity and if you're a youth, you definitely need to check out the Blockchain and Youth Summit. The Blockchain and Youth Summit is a unique opportunity for Swiss and Emirati blockchain and youth-led companies and focused venture investors to connect and foster the next 50 years of innovation between Switzerland and United Arab Emirates. Now if you go to the website, they do have a section which talks about sponsorship benefits and company benefits. Now look guys, the session on the 5th of March is taking place between 7pm to 9pm and looks like there's going to be a lot of networking cocktail receptions so you can join them for an exclusive Switch Touch cocktail reception and also network with international investors, diplomatic officials and top entrepreneurs. If you do want to get out more information, what I'd really recommend you to do is go to the website and on the 6th of March, they do have phenomenal sessions starting from 8am in the morning till 9pm at night and the Blockchain and Youth Summit will facilitate connections between blockchain and youth-led companies and corporations, investors, regulators and media. So listen guys, if you're a startup, you definitely, definitely need to check it out. And there is a section on the website which says about Swiss and Emirati officials. Essentially, you will have the opportunity to network and receive insights from leading Emirati and Swiss officials who have been key to achieving inter-nation collaborations and innovations during the last 50 years. And there is another section which talks about blockchain and youth business leaders. So you will be able to synergize with blockchain and youth business leaders in order to forge collaborations and to drive your business forward. And you will also have the option for company pitches. So you can pitch your company to a room full of Emiratis and Swiss-focused investors that can propel your company to the next level. So definitely, definitely check it out. So those were the news guys of the Crypto and Coffee at 8 from Blockchain DXP. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs. DeFi and Metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP listening to the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask you any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. I have a question by Raj who asks, what will happen to Binance? 
Now, unfortunately, Raj, this news will not make absolutely any impact to Binance. Now, temporarily, the process of Binance BNB coin might go down, but I've noticed this when you talk about Binance. They have been in the space since a very long time. They have been responsible for quite a lot of ICOs in 2017 as well. And Binance at this point of time is too big. And at one point of time, I did actually mention my Crypto and Coffee Date podcast. Is Binance probably bigger or as big as Bitcoin? And surprisingly, the answer might have been yes, because you need to understand Binance already has Binance BUSD. They have quite a lot of partnerships spread all across the world. And they also are the top three coin in coin market cap. As a matter of fact, coin market cap is also owned by Binance. So I don't think that's going to have a massive impact on Binance. But in the cryptocurrency world, never say never. Because look what happened to FTX. Look what happened to Terra Luna. And a few days ago in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, I did talk about local bitcoins. And I was thinking at one point of time that local bitcoins is the way forward. But unfortunately, they have decided to shut down the operations. I wouldn't be surprised if that thing happens to Binance as well, but if that thing were to happen to Binance, I'm pretty much sure that there will be other exchanges or other protocols such as the USDT or maybe even Paxel that might go out first and Binance will definitely still stay strong. Now listen Raj, a lot of people may not like Binance, but Binance is a legitimate company and they do have some really strong fundamentals. I don't think so anything negative will happen for Binance or even for Binance BUSD to be honest. I have another question by Sarah who asks, why do you say that CBDC is a threat to stable coins? Well, Sarah, the reason why I say that is you need to understand central bank digital currencies are stable coins. Now, they are a replication of fiat currencies and CBDCs will be fiat currencies, but because of the value of CBDC is going to be constant or it's going to be back to the value of one US dollar, central bank digital currencies will be stable coins. So if you have an option between central bank digital currencies and an option between let's say Tether USDT or Circle USDC or Binance USD, why would you want to use stable coins? You may as well use CBDC. And one thing which I've mentioned several times in my podcast, Sarah, that stable coin issuers do have the ability to go ahead and stop your transactions. So keeping that thing in mind, I definitely do think that one central bank digital currency goes mainstream and I'm looking at at least three to five years down the line. That's the time when I do think that they might pose a serious threat not only to stable coins but also to RippleNet or XRP. I don't see a use case of XRP or RippleNet. Now, could it also be possible that stable coins or the government entity and the regulations does actually make it illegal to use stable coins? There is definitely a possibility because when you talk about stable coins, there is a centralized issuer who goes ahead and issues stable coin. And unfortunately, we don't have any peer-to-peer stable coins. The only thing that we had was an algorithmically backed stable coin. And we know what happened to Terra Luna. Terra Luna's collapse did make a lot of people detractors, not just for stable coins, but for the entire cryptocurrency space as well. So the only competition for central bank digital currencies will be an algorithmically backed stable coin. But it could be possible that an Adori sector could completely wipe off the entire algorithmically backed stable coin in just a matter of two days. Now, keeping all these things in mind, I definitely do feel that CBDCs will be a threat to stable coins and definitely not for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency. And what I'd really recommend you to do is start the session on the 3rd of March that I'm going to be discussing. I'll definitely go ahead and mention these points as well. So that's all for today, guys, on the Ask Me Anything series on Blockchain DXB. 
In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info@blockchaindxb.com and also check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five star rating, and share the word across. And remember, guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8:30 a.m. We have Crypto and Coffee at eight. Where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. And after the series of episodes into Crypto and Coffee at eight works, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. News that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other news and information is related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a nice one. Bye bye.